Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His words so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. The Mormon Church believes that God himself was created and then had physical sex with Mary and come from that came Jesus and the devil. Where are you going to find that? You won't find it in the Bible. You will find the Book of Mormon. Guess which one is right. We're not angry. I'm angry that the devil could do that to wonderful people who want to know the truth. So why does John state it? Because it's true. Jesus, the eternal Son of God, existed before his manifestation when he came to the earth. John introduced the book of 1 John by summarizing what he and the other apostles were all about, Jesus Christ. He talked about hearing everything that Jesus had taught, seeing the miracles that he did and how he lived his life. And lastly, they had a hands-on experience with the reality of his life, Christ. The word of life was the message that the apostles preached. They had the responsibility to proclaim his name, To believe their message is to fellowship with God. We can be a part of that continuing community if we choose to believe. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, let's join Pastor Mark in the book of 1 John chapter 1, verse 4 for our continuing study entitled, Eyewitness to the Truth. The number one thing that I've learned in 20 years at this church is this. Most people who come here do not know they can have a personal relationship with God. They never thought it was possible. They have religion, but they didn't know they could know God personally. Number two, Christ followers can know that their lives can be full of joy. It's it's a joyous walk with God. Number three, as we talked about, you can know that whatever stronghold you have, God can defeat it through the power of the Holy Spirit. Here's the next. You can know the difference between truth and error. You want to know that. And number five, if there's anything you want to know, I want to know that I'm saved and I'm going to heaven and I have eternal life. That's why we entitled the series, Know That You Know That You Know That You Know. So it's going to give us great assurance, great insight as we go through the word together. Now, what John's basically saying is this, truth matters. So the first thing I want you to write down in all your notes, all of our campuses, is this, belief matters. Belief, to accept as true or real. Monte Teo wished he had never been falsely introduced to that young lady. He wished from day one it was false. I guarantee you, Lance Armstrong, the first time he took one of those enhancing drugs, after he did it, would have said this, no, I'm never doing that again. That's going to destroy my career. I won't do it. But he was deceived. 
he was deceived. So every decision you and I make, it really is involved with what we believe. Now, in our world, it's, it's a crazy world. You'll hear this. Some people say it doesn't matter what you believe as long as you believe it sincerely. Well, to be honest, that's a lie. That's stupid. Let's talk about the flu vaccine. You, you go to the pharmacy. You say, I, I, I understand the flu is pretty bad. I'd like to get my flu shot. And the pharmacist there says, well, we don't have any of this year's. We have some from two years ago. No problem. It's flu shot, right? I'll take it. What would we say to you? El stupido. <laughs> Truth matters. Well, it's, it's a flu shot. Who cares? Well, you should care. Why get stuck in the arm? For nothing. It isn't going to work. So understand as we go through this, what matters is not that you believe. What matters is what you believe. So here's what you have to understand. This is huge in our world. Write it down, all our campuses. Correct living is rooted in correct belief. In other words, what is true? How I live must be based in truth. In truth. Now, at all of our campuses, I want you just for a moment, I want you to keep it held up. I, I want you to hold up your Bible. Uh, all our campuses or your iPhone or your iPad or your smartphone or just put, put up a good, good job. Wonderful, wonderful. Now, I want you to watch me. How does a Christian, and you're going you're gonna to mimic me now, how does a Christian look at life? Here we go. How does a Christian look at life? Through the lens of the Bible. Do you got it? That's how we look at life. Why? Because this is all true. The world doesn't know that. The world lives by speculation. That is not true for you and me. What do you think is going to happen? Well, I don't know. Man. Is there a heaven or not? I don't know. When you die, what happens? Well, I think we just go into the ground. Really, where would you get that from? I don't know. I read it somewhere. We don't live by speculation. Christ followers live by revelation, the very Word of God. We're not clueless. We have God's truth. Now, keep your finger right there to John. We'll be back, First John. Go to the first book of the Bible, Genesis. I'm kind of keeping you at the end of the Bible in the beginning. Easy. Genesis chapter 2. Go right there. Now, when you get there, you're going to see at the beginning, when God created man, Adam and Eve, he wanted to have a relationship with him. He walked with him. He talked with them. And I'm going to show you a perfect illustration of the love of God and how that God wants to make sure that we know how to do life. Look at Genesis chapter 2, all of our campuses. Verse 15. Scoot right down to verse 15. Now the Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. And the Lord God commanded the man. So here's some instructions. They're going to be truth. You are free to eat from any tree in the garden. Now think of how generous God is. He places Adam and Eve in this beautiful paradise, and there's hundreds, maybe thousands of amazing trees, and he says you're free to eat from any of those trees. But I'm going to read to you, and I want you just to look at me. Don't look at the next verse. Just look at me. I'm going to read you verse 17 in the Balmer translation. 
Okay, now listen. So God says, you're, you're free to eat from any of the trees. Enjoy. And then God says this. There is one tree you cannot eat from or you'll die. And Adam said, well, which one is it, God? And God said, I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> then God says this. If you like, we can play a little game. It's called Marco Polo. And when you get close... Marco Polo, when you get close, I'll tell you, you're pretty close to it. Now, if you were, if that happened, what would Adam and Eve, how would their lifestyle be? There's a tree. Okay, I'll eat a little bite and you eat a little bite of that one. Let's see what happens there. They don't know which tree. That isn't the way God designed life. He loves you. Don't ever, ever forget it. God wants man to know the truth. That is why he gave us the Bible. The Bible is infallible, inerrant, when simply means it has no error. The Bible tells us that God is truth. And here's a huge one. God cannot lie. So the Bible tells us how to do life right, and how to know our future. There is a heaven. We will live there forever if we're born again. Now, understand this little statement. When you know God, you know truth. This truth that God gives us in the Word of God provides purpose and peace and freedom and joy to our lives. Can you imagine if I was here and I'm supposed to be a pastor teacher, and I'm teaching you, and I'm going like, mm, I'm not sure that's really true or not. Well, you wouldn't be comfortable, and I wouldn't be comfortable. By the way, there's plenty of churches you can walk in today, exactly that's going to happen. Well, don't listen, that doesn't apply today, and that one doesn't apply today either. Hi, God, how are you? Foolishness. This is what was happening in this church 2,000 years ago. Same. Deception, untruth. So let's go back to 1 John, where you were, and let's begin. Let's look at some truths that God has for us. This, this is an application for you and me today, as well as anybody in the whole world. It's good 2,000 years ago. It's good today. 1 John 1.1. 1, 1. John writes, that which, was, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked at and our hands have touched. Of course, he's speaking about Jesus. This we proclaim concerning Jesus, the word of life. What is John? John is saying to us, I'm an eyewitness of the truth. Now, interesting was at a, a friend's uh, office actually this week, and the individual said he was driving uh, in Brevard County, and uh, there was lines of traffic, and somebody uh, from a store was trying to cross the traffic and then turn the other way. Well, normally when that happens, you know, you're like this, you, you're edging out to see, this person just went, oof, smashed totally into his car, destroyed his car. He's safe, he's fine. I think he's here in the service actually. Well, what happened afterward was amazing to me. The man in front of him didn't get damaged, his car. 
And the person behind him didn't get damaged. But after all the traffic cleared and the police were on their way, these two people pull over to the side of the road and they said to him, we're here to make sure we can tell the police that you weren't at fault. We're eyewitnesses to tell the police that this lady was at fault. Now that's pretty amazing. That's like love in action. I don't know if they're believers, but normally what happens? I don't want to be part of this thing. Boom, let's get out of here. They pulled over. Now, when the police come, are they eyewitnesses? No, they're not. They have no idea what happened. So who knew what happened? Of course, the gentleman did, and the two witnesses did, and often you've been in this, the other person said, oh, it wasn't my fault. He waved me on. Yeah, right. So an eyewitness, John says, when Jesus came, I saw him. I heard him for how many years? Three and a half. I heard him. There's another word for see. It's I studied him. Now, let me ask you a question. If you were John and God was standing in front of you, you think you'd study him just a little bit? (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Amazing. But then he says this. I touched him. Would you just reach out and touch your neighbor like that? Just reach out and touch them. I touched them. See, that's pretty personal. That's personal. Now you say, why does he say I touched him? You're going to see in a moment. It's a huge principle. Now, when we begin looking at that, what John is saying is, I had a relationship with him. I saw him. I studied him. I heard him. I touched him. A few weeks ago, one of our elders, Steve, who's a who's a a Jew who's become a believer. And uh, Chris, our IT guy, went down to Haiti because they're putting in, they're they're expanding the computer lab that Pastor Serge has down there. They get the the young kids in, they got to have a one-hour Bible study and they get a two-hour computer lesson. Yeah, right, right. Awesome. And all people are coming to the Lord like crazy. Well, here he is. And here's kids from the orphanage there. And the reason they're having a ball with Steve is they, they don't ever hardly see anybody with bald hair. Their heads are shaved, but they never they don't see anybody with a bald head. So they're all over Steve, touching them, playing with them, whatever. Let's see if this guy's really real. It's a white guy with a bald head. What the heck is that? And, and they're, they're just having fun with him. And, of course, Steve's enjoying it like crazy. Now, when he's in the orphanage here, he'd be walking through the orphanage. He'd be walking. The kids would yell out, Steve the Jew! Steve the Jew! <laughs> Over here, somebody get a gun, shoot you or whatever. But notice what you see. Would those kids believe that Steve is real? Well, sure. They did. They, they what? They, they touched him. They touched him. Write this down. The next true statement is this. God wants to have a personal relation, wants us to have a personal relationship with him. That's what John says. That's the relationship I have. He said, well, Pastor Mark, that's like for the disciples. No, 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 no. You see, religion is about people who know about God. I already told you the number one confusion is that you, anybody, can have a personal relationship with God. So John, speaking about Jesus, his words have authority. Why? He's an eyewitness. It's not somebody who's never seen Jesus. Here's somebody that spent three and a half years with him. But the question is, who is this Jesus? Who is he that John spent three years with as a personal 
eyewitness. Well, now you have to keep your finger there and go to the book of John, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the gospel of John. And we'll begin, and you'll see how clearly it fits together. Now, really, when you get here, it's going to look, it sounds like you almost what you just read. Well, that's because you have the same writer, and it was so important to him. John chapter 1, verse 1. Now, notice what John writes. Whenever you see word in these verses, he's talking about Jesus. So that'll make it clear to you. In the beginning, John writes this. How would he know this? Jesus told him. In the beginning was the word. In the beginning was Jesus. And the word, Jesus, was with God. Picture the Trinity. And the word, Jesus, was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. Here's three truths you must understand, write down, and know without any doubt at all of our campuses. Here they are. Number one, Jesus is God. He's part of the Trinity. Jesus is equal with God. Father, Son, Holy Spirit are all equal. And number three, Jesus always existed. Now, sometimes when we read the Bible, there's some things that we just don't know. We read it, but we can't understand it. Don't worry about that. What you and I need to understand, God will make clear. What we can't, maybe eventually we will when we get to heaven. Here's one. I'm going to give you a little homework now. You ready? Everybody ready? Come on now. You can't go to sleep tonight until you figured this out. You ready? How could God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit never had a beginning? Have a nice night. <laughs> Email me. I'll wait for the bing. See, you and I are eternal, as God is. But you and I had a beginning. God had no beginning. Work on that one tonight. That's God. Look what else you see here. Not, not only did he always exist, but look at the other one. Jesus is God. Jesus, John says, was not a created being. He's divine. He's God. He's always existed. Now, why is that important? We have two religions today that are false. Many more than that. In some areas, this is a huge area. The Jehovah's Witnesses do not believe that Jesus is God. They're wrong. He was with God and he is God. The Mormon church believes that God himself was created and then had physical sex with Mary and come from that came Jesus and the devil. Now, come on. Where are you going to find that? You won't find it in the Bible. You will find the Book of Mormon. Guess which one is right? We're not angry. I'm angry that the devil could do that to wonderful people who want to know the truth. So why does John state it? Because it's true. Jesus, the eternal Son of God, existed before his manifestation when he came to the earth. Now, another thing you're going to see, when you go to heaven, we're going to be outside of time. There is no time in heaven. Time is very important to us. We deal our lives with time. Some of you, I've watched you in the last 10 minutes, you're worried about time right now. You see, you think I can't see you. I'm sure, but I'm in a tall stadium up here, baby. I can, 
You say, well, I looked at my eye. I saw the light come on. I saw it come on. Is this guy going to get done on time? I always get done on time. Yeah. That's another one. If you figure the first one out, you figure how you can live in a place where there's no time. Have a nice life. So when we begin to look at some of this, one time John, John knew this by heart. He didn't understand it either. But he knew that Jesus, he was standing with God, and he knew that Jesus had already all, always existed. One time he heard Jesus pray this prayer in John 17. Listen to it. And now, Father, Jesus praying, glorify me in your presence with the glory I had with you before the world began. You see, Jesus is God. He's always been God. He always will be God. He has been there since the beginning of time as part of the Trinity. God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. He's the creator of all things and he's Lord over all. But here's the problem. You say, Pastor Mark, God wants to have a relationship with us. Yes, he does. But how can I know what God is like? You see, the basis of all relationships is trust. If you don't trust someone, you will never have an intimate relationship. You You won't do it. So how can I trust God? I don't even know, like, who he is. Well, in the Old Testament, when Adam and Eve sinned, they broke that relationship with God. Then God started to put in all kinds of ways to satisfy sin. It was temporary. But as you go through the Bible in the Old Testament, most people, 99% of the people, work through a priest or through a system. They, they never really had a relationship with God. So they depended on somebody else to tell them kind of what God was like. And of course, those people, Moses, Abraham, Joshua, David, those people depended on God saying to them what his character was. Now, when you get to the New Testament, it changed. When we come to the New Testament, everything changed. And you say, well, how can that change? Well, God was going to provide a solution to you and I in this day and age in the new covenant as to how I would know what God's like. So look at verse 14. You're in the right chapter. You'll see the solution for you and me today. It wasn't available in the Old Testament. God had his own way to deal with it. But most people in the Old Testament at best had a partial knowledge of who God was. Look at verse 14. The word, remember again, you can just substitute Jesus. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. So you want to write this truth down. When Jesus came to earth, he came as fully man in the flesh and full of God. In a world full of headlines, it's hard to know what is truth and what is a lie. Thankfully, the Bible was given to us by God. He wants us to know the truth. John, the apostle, walked with Jesus, talked with Jesus, and experienced life with Jesus. So we know that the things we read are truth. How comforting to know that one of the truths that Pastor Mark shared with us is that God wants a personal relationship with us. Social media is a huge blessing that most of us use every day. We want to encourage you to become our Facebook friend and follow our Twitter feed. 
At the Facebook page and Twitter feed, we post information about upcoming events, discipleship articles, and encouraging quotes that will inspire you in your walk with Jesus. Log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the links to the Calvary Chapel Melbourne Facebook page and Twitter feed. Or simply search for Calvary CCM on Facebook or Twitter. We even have a specific Facebook page for the Vieira Campus. Simply search for Calvary CCM and you'll see the Vieira Campus Facebook page in the search results. Again, to like our Facebook page and subscribe to our Twitter feed, log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Again, our web address is LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Next time on Lessons for Living, we will see how God stepped out of heaven and entered our lives as a man with flesh and blood. That's how much God wanted to know us. He wanted us to see, touch, and experience life with Him. When John saw Jesus minister to people, he saw God's love in action. We can see that same love when he reveals himself to us. This is how we will understand love and eternal life through Jesus. We wish we had more time today, but we will have to pick up where we left off next time as Pastor Mark continues teaching through our series entitled, Know That You Know. That's next time on Lessons for Living. has seen and our ears have heard his word made flesh in a hurting world a new hope he is giving lord let us hear your lessons for